midst of that and uh, just blessed with that. So, Ms. Rosemary, come ahead, and um, and then we'll, we'll sing some songs after that. Amen. You don't want a microphone? <laughs> you want me to hold the microphone for you? No. <laughs> Even creation bows down and worships you. You said, Father, that if we hold our peace, that the very rocks will cry out, Father, and declare your goodness. All of creation has the fingerprint of God. It longs to worship you, Father. We choose to worship you, Father. Father, we thank you. Goodness and kindness and mercy, Father, that you've extended to us, your people. We thank you for these things, Father. Thank you, Father. And Father, we give you all praise and honor for these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Is the Lord good? You know, it's just nice to spend some time in worshiping the Lord. It's uh, an act of faith to do that, amen? Because can you see him? Well, no, you can't see him, right? The nice thing is a child of God, as a Christian, you can sense him by, the, by your spirit, man. And people say, well, how do you know that um, Christianity is the right, right religion and um, other religions are not the right religion? Well, that's, that's an easy one, right? That's not even a hard question. You know, the uh, hard question is, you know, did Adam have a belly button? That's a hard question, right? But um, that's really not that hard of a question. But, um, well, the Bible says that, that he bears witness with your spirit that you are a son of God, that you're a child of God. That's how you know. You know on the inside. You have a knowing on the inside that uh, God is real. And he's the only one who bears witness with himself. Amen? You go to Buddha. You go to other religions. Uh, they just hope that they're right. Amen? Uh, they have no evidence that they're right. But we have evidence. The evidence is the witness that's on the inside of us that says, I am God. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, God changes the hearts of men. Amen. Uh, other religions, they change their own heart. Uh, and so uh, we thank the Lord for that. And, of course, he changes our hearts as we allow him to do that. Of course, he doesn't do it sovereignly without our permission. But uh, there is our part to play in that. But he can change the course and direction of people's lives. Amen. And so we thank him for that. Uh, and so let's open up our Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 5. We'll continue there today. We have uh, been going through the Sermon on the Mount. And um, we finished up talking about adultery and divorce. Uh, super exciting messages right there, you know. And, um, but, you know, the Lord gave us some good information related to those things. And, um, uh, you know, we're not going to go back and rehash all those things. Uh, to me, it's, it's unfortunate that small wars are fought in the church as a whole about some of these top, topics. And, um, uh, you know, uh, most of the time when I see people get really adamant about something is they pick a phrase, uh, sometimes a word, you know, uh, rarely a whole verse, and they built an entire doctrine around that one verse without looking at the whole counsel of God and saying, does that fit with everything else that the Lord has told us, amen? Uh, and then some people just kind of give up all effort at all and say, well, Jesus and Paul disagreed, so, you know, we're going to go with Jesus. Uh, that sounds really spiritual, but it's also dumb, right? Because Jesus and Paul didn't disagree because Jesus is the one who inspired Paul with the right, amen? And so if they disagree, then he's disagreeing with himself. And, um, you know, people say, well, 
uh, you know, hope it doesn't bother you that I talk to myself. Well, no, only if you argue with yourself, you know, then, then I'm concerned, right? Uh, uh, and so, uh, but, um, uh, but w- uh, so we finished up last week. So he changes uh, uh, topics again here in verse 33. So let's read uh, Matthew 33 through 37. It says, again, you have heard that it had been said by them of old time, thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shall perform unto the Lord thine oaths. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, neither shall thou swear by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black, but let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. Uh, and so, uh, so Jesus is starting talking about what, what do we say? What are we saying? What, uh, what are you promising? And I know when I was growing up, if you wanted to make a promise to your friend, you'd say, you know, I promise, you know, and, and I, you know, you say, I, I swear to God, um, uh, across my heart, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye. Anybody ever said that? And, I, you know, and I thought about that. It's like, okay, well, what does crossing your heart mean anyway? How does that help at all, right? Cross my heart, hope to die. Hope to die what? If I, if I you know, if I don't tell the truth, I'm going to, I hope to die. I'm not going to hope to die. You hope to die, you know. Uh, and then stick a needle in my eye. It's a, I, I mean, uh, Anybody actually want to make that deal? Anybody want to, you know, I'll sign on that. Nobody's going to make that deal, right? And nobody's hoping to die. Nobody's going to stick a needle in their eye. I don't even like, you know, I tried to wear contacts for a year. I just had to give it up. I couldn't do it. I stick my finger in my eyeball like that. I just, I don't like people touching my eyes. And, uh, you know, the little, when you go to the eye doctor and you have to do the little test where they put the puff of air, you know, I'm clenching, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like that at all, you know. I just, uh, uh, and so sticking a needle in my eye, no way, you know. But um, uh, so, so why, why is Jesus doing this? If you remember, you know, a lot of the Sermon on the Mount is, is Jesus is trying to transition the people to a new course and direction to get into the New Testament. And one of the things he's doing here is he's wanting to expand uh, the people that walk by faith to all of the body of Christ, not just to the prophet, priests, and kings, not just to the few select people. He's trying to expand faith to everybody. Uh, and, and faith, the thing about faith is for the most part, faith is carried upon the value of your words. Uh, and that's one reason why Jesus is changing the, the course and direction here is uh, he's trying to get them to understand how important your words are, right? That your words are very important in, in this life. In your life as a Christian, your words are very important. Uh, and the value, how, how good are your words, right? How valuable are your words? Uh, and, and, you know, if your words are no good, if your person is like, yeah, I'll be there Tuesday, and you, don't, and you know you're not going to be there Tuesday... Well, how good are your words? They're no good, right? Uh, and I guarantee you, anybody like that has no faith. Because faith is carried on the value of your words, amen? Now, people can say things, but if their words are not of any value, they, they don't have the capacity to carry any faith. Uh, and so Jesus, now, when he said, of course, it's King James, he said, um, thou shalt not forswear thyself. Anybody use for, the word forswear in a sentence recently? You know, nobody has, Right. Uh, one translation says, again, you have heard that it was said of ancients, you shall not perjure yourself, but discharge your oaths to the Lord. One translation says, and you have heard that it was said to people long ago, do not break your oath. Uh, and so uh, he, he's really repeating the law from the book of Leviticus, which says in Leviticus 19:12, and you shall not swear by my name falsely, neither shall thou profane the name of, of the Lord, uh, of thy God, I am the Lord. Uh, and so... Uh, he's, he's repeating what the law said, right? So a lot of times when he says, you have heard that it's been said, he's just quoting from what the Old Testament law said. 
Uh, and so they said, don't uh, falsely make an oath to the Lord. Lord, I promise. How many foxhole prayers have there made? Lord, if you get me out of that, I promise, you know, go to church every day, right? And then, you know, the Lord does that, and, and then, they, yeah, I'm busy. What happened to the, you know, I mean, just a minute ago, you were like, Lord, I, you know, forever, I'll do it, Lord. Well, uh, he knew there was a fault, you know. Sometimes he still had, does he have mercy on us anyway sometimes? Sometimes he had mercy on us. So sometimes we think that the Lord did it because we, uh, uh, our word is so valuable. Oftentimes he does it out of pity, right? Just, well, I'm going to throw them a, a bone here anyway. And so, uh, you know, the Lord is merciful and we thank the Lord for that. So he, he's, he's telling them because up to this point, and he goes through the, the list of things here. Uh, in verse 34, but I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne. So he goes through a list of things that people were swearing. I swear by heaven, I'll do this, right? If people say things like, I swear by my mother's grave. Anybody ever heard that? I don't really hear it. I see it on TV a lot. Yeah, I'm my mother's grave, you know? And I'm thinking, well, what's, what, what's that got to do with anything, right? I mean, if you don't do it, is your mom going to come out of the grave and, you know, and hit you with a switch or something? If you don't, I mean, um, why, why, what's your mother's grave? But it sounds impressive, right? It sounds, you know, it sounds like I'm really putting an effort into promising that I'm going to do what, I, what I'm going to do. And so the Lord starts saying, look, don't, don't use anything external. And that's the whole point. All of these things swear by uh, heaven. Uh, it's God's throne. By the earth, it's his footstool. Or by Jerusalem, you know, I swear by Jerusalem. I'll do it, you know. I've never made that particular deal. It's the city of the king. Nor swear by their own head. You know, of course, that's close to sticking a needle in your eye, too, right? Because uh, you can't make one hair white or black. Uh, and if that was true, you can tell that I've made a lot of uh, promises, right? Uh, and so I've made all my hairs white by all my promises. Uh, but he says, uh, let your communication be yea, yea, and nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. So what, what is Jesus doing here? So, uh, you know, prior to this, the, the general... Uh, idea of society was if I'm going to make a promise you I'm going to swear by something really important right Jerusalem or heaven or God or whatever it is you know stick a needle in my eye I swear by my own hair I don't, does anybody do that you know uh, and so uh, but but they would use all these external things and, and the Lord saying look you, you just need to if you say it then that should be sufficient so he's moving uh, the, the, the promise that we're going to make or the, the statement that we're going to make from, from depending on something external to depending upon the value of our own character. If I say it, then I'm going to do it, then that's it. Uh, and, you know, growing up, uh, we'd, uh, our kids would ask us for something and um, you say, yeah, we'll do it. And they say, promise? And, you know, when I trained him over the years, I said, no, I'm not promising. I said I would do it. And that's sufficient, right? Because I try, my goal is to teach them that, that my, the value of my words are not any greater because I now promise, you know, I said I was going to do it, but now I have to add to the saying that I'm going to do it that I now promise that I'm going to do what I just said I was going to do. And then people would go to the next step. Well, I not only promise, you know, I swear my mother's grave. Well, see, what they're doing is they're taking uh, the responsibility out of their own character and placing it on the value of something external. Uh, and the Lord said, if you're going to be a person of faith, your words are sufficient at the end of it. Yes, I'll do that. He said, yes, yes, and no, no. No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, he'll probably do it. No, if I said, I'm not going to do it, I'm not gonna, he'll probably do it. No. I said, if I said. Uh, but a lot of times, you know, people say, yeah, I'll do that. And, and, and I'm sure you're just like me. I mean, certain people say, yeah, I'll do that. And I'm thinking, hey, no chance. I'll put money on it. You ain't never going to do that. Never. 
you know, I mean, in fact, if you say you're going to do it, it's almost guaranteed that you're not going to do it. You know, there's some people that are that way or that the words are so bad that it's almost as, as, as valuable for them to say they're going to do it because you know they're not going to do it, you know. And, and so, so Jesus is trying to, to transition us here that we've got to become people of character. Now, we can't become people of character until we're born again, right, until we accept the Lord Jesus and our, our spirits are made brand new and we have the, the power of God living on the inside of us. And at that point, we are qualified to be people of character that if we say we're going to do it, that we're going to do it. And we have the power of God to back it up. So what you, what you have to do is you have to be a little more careful with what you say. You know, some people promise everything and they can't deliver on anything. Uh, and uh, you, you ever known contractors that way? Yeah, I'll do that Tuesday, right? And Tuesday come and goes like, where are you at? Uh, something else came out. But you said you're going to be here Tuesday. You know, I had a, a guy laying some tile for me one time. And he did about halfway through, and I'll be back, you know, on Monday to finish it. And Monday came, he didn't show up. I called him up, hey, well, I had another job. Well, it doesn't matter, you have another job. You've got to finish this job. Well, what do you want me to do? I said, I want you to come and finish your job that you started, you know. And he was all mad at me, like, like why are you mad at me? You're the one who said, I'll be there Monday to finish the job, uh, and, and you're not here. And then he, but see, you know, they get under so much pressure that, uh, uh, you know, and of course, I'm not a contractor, I don't live under that, under that pressure, but... They always overpromise, and they rarely uh, deliver what they promise, right? Eventually, they may do it, uh, but they, they never will say, that, you know, if I'm going to do it on Monday, they're just, they're just kind of putting you off, right? Well, that, that'll hold, that'll tie them off, right? Because they say, well, I'm not going to do it. Well, you'd get somebody else to do it, wouldn't you? Well, we don't want that to happen. So, so the, yeah, anybody know what I'm talking about? You all know what I'm talking about. Right? You, know, you ever had anybody do something for you like that? Yeah, and... Um, uh, that's right, Miss Sam. You've got a kitchen, right? You've been working in your kitchen for, what, 18 years now? Something like that? <laughs> I don't think she wants to talk about it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll be there Tuesday. Amen. Uh, and, you know, I, I couldn't live that way. I just, I just say, no, I can't do that. Well, I'll go somewhere else. Well, that's, you know, fine. Because, Lord, is there always more work out there? There's always more work out there, right? Uh, but a lot of times they'll do that because they think they're, they're tying you in. But for me, if, if, you, if you don't tell me the truth, if you, if you say you're going to be there and then you're not, it's like, you know, I've been working on some, getting some books, uh, books printed and things. And, and I said, hey, can you send me a quote? Yeah, I'll send you a quote, you know, like today. And they won't send me a quote. I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to work with you. I, I have no desire. I don't care if you have the best deal. You know, I'm, I'm, if, if you can save me a million dollars, maybe I'll think about coming. But I, it's really hard for me if, if you just, now it wasn't just one time, you know, they did this multiple times, right? Yeah, I'll send that to you today. And look, can things come up? Things could come up, right? I understand things can come up. Uh, we'll talk about some of that in just a minute. But, but uh, if you're somebody who says you're going to do something and, and multiple times you don't follow up on that, it's really hard for me to ever, ever give you any of my business at all, right? Uh, and so, and you know, the, the, way that I, the way that I live because of these verses there. In fact, you know, the Lord says the same thing in, in James chapter 5, verse 12. He says, but above all things, my brethren, swear not, Neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay, nay, lest you fall into condemnation or judgment. Uh, and so it's just saying the same thing. Uh, and so what we have, if we're going to be people of faith, we've got to train ourselves that, that this is, that what you say is sufficient. Uh, and, you know, you can ask all of my kids uh, uh, growing up, we never lied to them. If we said we was going to do something, we always did it. Um, now, a lot of parents, yeah, we'll do that. And they think, I hope they forget because I don't want to do that, you know. Uh, and, and, um, yeah, and what are they teaching their kids? They're teaching the kids that, that your word is no, of no value. 
Uh, and, and, you know, if you operate that way, I can guarantee you, you just, you just, you cannot be a person of faith. If, you're, if your words are no good, you, you just cannot be a person of faith. Amen? Uh, and so the Lord is wanting to, to get us to uh, adjust our character so that, so that when we speak something, that's exactly what we mean. And what you'll find is if you, uh, I mean, the earth would have to stop spinning if I, if I said, yes, uh, I will be there. The earth would have to stop spinning for me not to be there. Now, look, if something comes up, you know, we'll talk about some of those scenarios like that. But uh, what, I, what I find is I don't make as many promises uh, now that I used to make, right? Because they say, oh, yeah, no problem, I'll be there. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be there or not. Uh, and so uh, I found that I make a whole lot more promises. Hey, will you be there? I don't know. Uh, I, I'm going to check my schedule, and I've got to see if I can do that or not. Uh, and um, But a lot of times... People don't, they're just so flippant with their words, they'll make every promise in the world, and they know they can only keep maybe 5% of them, 10% of them, whatever it is, and they don't really care, and they wonder why they get no response from the Lord when they, when they try to walk by faith. And the reason is because their words are not of any value, so they can't carry faith, right? Because your faith is carried by your words, amen? So when you speak to the mountain, you know, if, if you've been lying uh, and because it's really lying, right? If you say you're going to do something and you, and you know you're not going to do it, well, that's really a lie, right? Now, people do that a lot of times because, well, I don't want to hurt your feelings and tell you no. I'd much rather you tell me no so I can go do somewhere else than for you to tell me yes, and now I'm tied to you and you're not going to do it and follow through, and then I'm stuck, right? So how does that make me feel better, right? And, uh, you know, I, don't, I, I, didn't, I never understood the, the uh, thinking of that, amen? Now, you know, the Lord, the Lord is serious about this in, in Psalm 138 verse 2, uh, he says, I will, I will worship toward the holy mountain, praise thy name, Father, loving kindness for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. So the Lord has placed this word, right, above even his name. Because his name was generated from this word. Uh, and, and so this word, this word of God that we have, these 66 books right here, he has placed the value of these above his name. You know, we think the name of Jesus is special, and it is. It's the most amazing name that we have access to, right? It, it can move mountains. It can raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, right? Cast out devils. The name of Jesus is all-powerful. And yet he said, I've placed my word, what I have declared, above my own name. Uh, and so uh, if you can read these words, he, is he going to keep it? He's going to keep these words. That's, that's the confidence that we need to have in the Lord. And much of the church doesn't have that confidence in, a, in the Lord. Much of the church, yeah, that doesn't work for me. So you're saying the Lord said he would do that, but not for you. Well, that's not, you know, you know, if you said, hey, everybody who comes here, you know, gets $100. Well, I came to get my $100. Oh, well, not you. But you said anybody. Yeah, well, well you just don't want to do you. And so then your word is no value, right? No value, right? Uh, and so you ever seen these... Uh, you know, like he's going out of business, you know, perpetual going out of business, going out of business. I thought you went out of business last week. Yeah, we're going out of business again this week, right? You know, so, well, you know I, I, uh, your word is no, no value, right? Because you think you're getting a deal and you're not getting it. It's the same price it was last week, right? Uh, and, of course, then they say uh, 50% off, but after they raised it 50%, right? I know that's not exactly the math there, but, but um, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of shenanigans, shenanigans that go on like that. But the Lord has placed his word above his name. And, and it's our responsibility to read his word diligently. And if it says something then you know, uh, I learned early on as a Christian and, 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 you know, nobody told me I wasn't supposed to believe these things. When I, when I was 15 years old as a Christian, I started reading his word and I just, 
I assume that he, when he said, ask what you will and shall be done unto you, I just assumed that's exactly what he meant and nothing else. And, then I, and it was years later as I started hanging around people, you know, more outside of my faith uh, circle that I lived in as a Christian, that people didn't believe the word. And I thought it was the oddest thing. I mean, God said that, that, uh, that I am the Lord that healeth thee. Yeah, we, I don't believe that. That's really odd. That's, you know, you mean you don't believe? He said that. You know, well, yeah, but I don't believe that. But he said that. And, and so I had someone just the other day tell me, well, you know, we don't believe it like you believe it. And I thought that was really odd because I, I don't, when, I, when I think about, well, that's the way I believe it, I don't really think it that way. I just think, well, that's just what it says. It's not whether I believe it that way or not. It's just what it says. If he says, uh, abide in me, my words abide in you, ask what you will and shall be done unto you, I just assume that that's exactly what he means. Nothing more, nothing less, right? If he says, okay, then I'm going to abide in you, your words have got to abide in me, and then I can ask whatever I want to. If I meet the qualifications, I can ask whatever I want to. Well, you can't just ask whatever you want to. He said you can ask whatever you want to, because that's what he said. And, and, and my assumption as, as a naive Christian is, well, if he said it, that I'm assuming that's what he meant. But then you get sophisticated and intelligent. Well, that's not what he meant. Well, that's what he said. Yeah, but that's not what he meant. What do you mean? How do you know what he meant that's different than what he said, right? Well, it, well, it can't be that. You know, it's, it's only for spiritual things. What, what, does he say it's only for spiritual things? Ask what you will and it shall be done unto you? No. Well, then you're adding to the word of God. Well, you know, well, you, that's just, now, now you're just being pretentious, you know, or, or, or you're being fanatical. They, they love to throw words at you, you know, and accuse you of terrible things because you just simply, well, I don't believe it the way you believe it. I don't, think, well, I don't believe it in a way. I just believe it. You know, it's not really a way. Do you have a way? You know, it's not really a way. It's just, it's just what it says. And so the Lord has placed his word above his own name. And, and that's what he expects us. If we would live that same where our word is so valuable to us that it's more important than anything else, because that's really all you've got, right, is your word. If your word is no good, you go, whatever, you know. I mean, you know, there's certain people that tell me, yeah, I'll see you, I'll see you Sunday. I mean, you know, it's 50-50. You know, sometimes it's worse than that. It's like, you know, they show up, wow, it's a miracle. I mean, you know, other people say, see you Sunday. Like, I mean, I'd put down money, but they'll be there Sunday, right? Other people, if you see you Sunday, it's like, I don't I couldn't tell you. You know, are they going to be there? I don't know. You know, and so, now I'm not mad at anybody. Because it's, it's you, the one who gets, to, who gets to tell me whether your word is of good or not, right? It's not me judging you. It's just, uh, you know, the last 37 times they said they'd see me on, you know, whatever day. I hadn't seen them there. And so, um, you know, to me, it's always interesting that uh, uh, people who like to eat, right? Anybody like to eat? You know, they like to eat. People like to eat. Uh, they will show up on time for work every day, right? Every day. Not miss work, you know, not just lay out of work, you know. And the Lord asked him to go to church, you know, like once a week. Like, oh. every, every, you mean every week, Lord? Yeah. Every single, yeah. Without it, yeah. On time? Yeah. Maybe even early, right? I mean, just show up and just say hi to somebody, right? And, and uh, that's too much, Lord. That's too much. But they'll go to work, like, you know, work. How long you work? Like 87 years, right? You worked all those years and you never missed a day, no. But you can't make it to church on time, you know? I mean, just... Now, we had, a, we had a, a singer that was on the praise and worship team when I was with my pastor every week. Every single week, she was late. Every week, late. Every week. And then she'd get mad at us because she could just tell when you know, she'd walk in late and we'd go, well, there she is, you know. Well, you, you know, I, I was tired. I couldn't get up. You know, I was just like, 
whatever, just set your clock 15 minutes early. You know, I, I, I couldn't get up. Well, you went to bed. Why couldn't you go to bed 15 minutes earlier and you get up 15 minutes earlier? I mean, it, doesn't it work that way? I've got to have so many hours of sleep when well, they go to bed at noon. I mean, whatever it takes, right? Uh, and so, you know, I don't care, but, but I can guarantee you that person is not a person of faith. Because if the responsibility, you know, if you're going to be on this team, right, then practice starts at, at 9.30, then be here at 9.30, right? She get 9.45 every week. And then waltz in like, you know, what's it to you? I'm late. I don't care. I mean, I could care less, you know. I always run the sound. You know, I'd turn you on late, turn you on early. Doesn't matter to me. It's only one button, right? Uh, but, um, uh, but it was always, it was always something, right? It was always drama uh, and not, no faith. No faith in that person right there, right? Uh, and just, uh, and that, that, that was their life, right? Now, it, it, look, if a human being can't depend on you, can the Lord depend on you? The Lord says, hey, I need you to go do something, you know. Uh, you know, uh, Lester Summerall t- tells a story when he was 80 years old, the Lord told him to go buy a boat and start going around the world and feed the children. And he was like, Lord, I'm 80, right? Can't you give that to somebody else? He said, well, I could. He said, but I can trust you to, to do, you know, to not steal and not take the food, eat it yourself, you know, and uh, I can trust you. Uh, and, and, you know, the Lord, he needs to be able to trust us, amen? Uh, we need to be meat, the Bible says, meat for the master's use. Now, and so let's turn over to Psalm 15. I like Psalm 15. It's a good, uh, it's a good verse here. Because, um, again, what, what is Jesus trying to do? He's trying to get everybody to walk by faith, right? Not just certain people. He wants to get everybody to walk by faith. And so he said, you've, if you're going to walk by faith, you, the character and the value of your words have to be uh, immaculate, right? You have to have strong value in your words. When you say something, he said, let your yes be yes, and your no be no, and that's sufficient. If you say yes, that's done. No promises, no, I swear, no, you know, if I don't do it, I'll give you a million dollars, you know. Uh, th- th- nothing like that, just yes, I'll do that. And that's it. Uh, and, and, and so, in, in Psalm uh, 15 here, we'll just read one, um, it's only five verses, but, uh, um, uh, but in, verse, uh, in verse four, it says, in whose eyes a vile person is contemned and he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. So he's talking about the, uh, earlier on, uh, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. He that sweareth to his own hurt and change not. Uh, and, and this is really a, a very simple verse, but uh, it, it's a valuable verse that if you could learn to live this way, he that would swear to his own hurt and change not. Uh, and so, you know, if they say, hey, you know, I'll, I'll give you $10 tomorrow. Uh, and then between now and tomorrow, something comes up, right? You ran out of gas. Well, I need that ten dollars. You know, you, you go spend the ten dollars on gas, and then the next day comes and they say, "Hey, I came to get my ten dollars. Sorry, I had to spend it on money on gas." But see, that's not swearing to your own hurt. That's swearing to somebody else's hurt, right? Now somebody else is hurt because of your actions, right? Uh, and again, what's Jesus trying to do? He's. It's not about trying to make us so legalistic, you know, about these things. It's I need people whose words are valuable and good so that I can apply faith to those words so they can carry their words and change the world. He wants us to be able to change the world with our words, but he can't do that if our words are of no value. Uh, and so, uh, swear to his own hurt and change not. So, uh, if, if you've got the change, uh, then, uh, you know, you, you, you've got to figure out what you've got to do in this situation, right? And so, if you, if you give your word out, then he said, swear to your own heart and change not. 
So uh, I'll give you a good example about, about uh, what happened in a situation like this. So a friend of mine went to the same church I went, heard these same verses I'm preaching today. Uh, he needed a new lawnmower, right? His riding mower died or something, and so he needed a new riding mower. And said, hey, I was walking through the neighborhood the other day. Somebody in my neighborhood says they've got a riding mower for sale. He said, I'll come over there and look at it. And so we went over to the, my neighbor's house and, and um, they talked about it, you know, and agreed to a price. And he said, I'll come back tomorrow with the money. Uh, and I was like, okay, great. You know, I'm glad I helped my friend out, right? He, he got, uh, he, he's going to get him a new mower. Well, when he goes home and he's talking to his dad, lives in a different city. His dad said, you don't need to buy a ride mower. I, I, I've got an extra one. You can just have mine. So now we got a situation, right? So now he's told this fella he's going to buy this, mow, this lawnmower, right? Uh, and, but his dad said, I'll give him one. So what are you going to do? Swear to your own heart and change not, right? Uh, and so, so he calls the guy up. Now, the guy's not a Christian, right? The, the, my neighbor is not a Christian. Uh, and uh, so he calls the guy up and says, hey, uh, my dad said he's going to give me a lawnmower. I, I don't need your mower anymore, so I'm not going to come and give you the money tomorrow. He said, I've already put money down on a guitar. I've been trying to buy this guitar for a long time, and he told me he's going to pay me this money for this lawnmower. Now, I went and put my money down on, the, on this guitar, and, and uh, he said, well, I don't need two lawnmowers, so I'm not going to get it. And he kind of hung up on him, you know. And, and, and so now, this guy's thinking, well, Christians, you know, their, their word's not any good, right? Right. Uh, now, if it had been me, the situation would have showed up because I know this verse, and this verse is really important to me. Swear to your own heart, I'd go down, no problem. I'd end up with two lawnmowers, I'll go probably give one away. Because, uh, you know, or I'll just tell my dad, hey, you know, I don't need it, I've already bought one, you know. Well, I'll just give you one. No, I've, I've already given my word. See, when you get to the point where your word is more valuable than anything else, it's, is it more valuable than $300? Because that's what he offered him to pay for the riding mower, $300. Is your word more valuable than $300? You see, my word is worth way more than $300. Even back then, I mean, $300 today is not really much money for me. But back then, it was a lot more money than it is today. And still, I had no problem at all. $300? Yeah, that's my, my word is way, worth way more than that. But see, he thinks, well, I, you know, I can't do that. And he may think, well, that's a blessing of the Lord. The Lord's going to give me this extra lawnmower. And, you know, and I, I don't think that way. I think, well, what's my word? See, I've got to swear to my own heart and change not. Now, what happens if you get in a situation? I mean, some people get so legalistic about this. What happens if you get in a situation where you ever double booked? Yeah, I'll be there Tuesday. And you tell someone else, I'll be there Tuesday. But now you can't. Can you be the two places at once? Well, no, so you've got to call somebody and say, hey, I, I've overbooked. You know, can I come to your place on Wednesday or whatever it is? Uh, you know, you, you have to have some allowances there if the other person lets you out of it right then it's fine if he had called the guy and said hey my dad said uh, he's going to give me a mower is it okay if i just take his mower and not buy yours it is, you know i have no problem with that that's negotiation right and if the fellow said yeah no problem i got three other guys wanted it you know okay great you know so it's, it's not that you got to just not ever look at it right i, I know uh, there were two ministers in particular uh, one minister said uh well the lord said the lord talked to him said I want you to go to preach at such such a church and, and do something over there and he said well I've already booked somewhere else to go let's say yeah but I want you to go over there and preach he said I'll tell you what Lord I said I'll call the guy I'm already booked with and if he lets me out of it then I'll go because he said I can't change my word I've already given my word there and I said, that's fine right but I, uh, and I think that's fair right is that fair well, that's pretty that you know because swearing to your own hurt right and I said no I gotta have you there 
well, then you're going to miss out on, on the thing. The Lord had you to do that, but that's on you, right? So you'd take the hit. So if you, if you, he said, swear to your own hurt. So if you've got to take the hit, now, if the other person lets you out of it, then that's fine, right? But I know one minister, almost the exact same scenario. Uh, he's had something booked. Lord said, I need you to go to this other conference, other meeting. And so he just called up the pastor and said, hey, the Lord told me to go somewhere else. I'm not coming to your place. He said, but I've already put out advertising. I've already, I've already, you know, got it scheduled. I've already told everybody. Nope, the Lord told me to go. Well, see, I, I don't believe that at all. I don't believe the Lord would have, would have done that, you know. I've had people tell me, uh, you know, this, this, this was, uh, uh, they, they were wanting to do some, uh, talk about some particular ministry, right? Some, uh, uh, I don't know if it's like orphans or something uh, outside the U.S., right? And, and they said, hey, uh, can, can I come and talk? Uh, you know, they were coming to church here, right? Can I, can I get up and talk about this particular thing? Uh, and I said, okay, fine. We'll do it on uh, Sunday, this particular time, and no problem, right? We'll get you get your uh, five or ten minutes, whatever, tell about this ministry. You know, it sounds like a good thing. And, um, and, and that Sunday comes, they don't show up. They even show up. They didn't even call, right? And they go, they, they probably died. I mean, you know, they don't show up. They had to die because, I mean, otherwise they'd have been here, right? I mean, would you not be here if you said you were going to be here and, and, and tell them? You've you got to be dead or in a ditch somewhere or in a hospital, you know, and, and, you know, you're comatose or something. I mean, it had to be something major, right? A major thing. And I said, hey, you know what? You know, they said, well, you know, this is what they said. President Trump came to, to uh, Chattanooga and the Lord told me to go to his, to his, his, thing and i'm like really you told me he's going to come here and do this but the lord told you to go see that were you speaking for president did you get up on the on the stage and say something to the thousands of people were there no i just went so you just went i mean you could have just taped it on tv right on the you know you could watch it on tv well the lord and i'm thinking i don't believe that for a second i think you just wanted to go see trump more than you wanted to come here and i don't care Right? I mean, I don't care, except I'm thinking, I, I, the only, I only care because I care that your words are of, now, of no use. And you will never be a person of faith. If you can just casually do that, you are not a person of faith. If that's such a, because you swear to your own hurt. Well, I wanted to go see President Trump, but I've already said I'm going to be here. See, and they should have been here, right? But they could have called and said, hey, would it be okay if we extend it maybe next week, you know? And, oh, okay, yeah, something major must have come up. I want to go see President Trump. Yeah, I'm thinking, you're going you're gonna, to... Uh, put President Trump, and any president, it doesn't matter if it's President Trump or not, right? But, um, I mean, you know, you want to see the orange hair flying to the wind, you know, I mean, that's a pretty big deal, but, but I mean, you know, it, it, it wouldn't matter, right? Uh, if you're going to elevate going to something, a natural event over a spiritual event, you know, look, I, I don't really care. You know, I'm not, I live, I'm not going to get my feelings hurt because you're not a person of character, right? I'm not, if you tell me this promise and you don't follow through, I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm not going to hold grudges against you. You know, I don't, I don't live that way. I choose not to live that way. I'm, I'm not going to get my feelings hurt. But, but, and, and they were almost offended that I dared even say something about it. Well, the Lord said that. I said, I don't believe that at all, you know. Uh, and, and, and so then they got, well, you know, you, you're telling me the Lord can't over. You know, and look, I'm not going to get, go through a dissertation on you about your bad character, right? Uh, if you don't talk about it, I can tell you what the Word says. The Word says... You should swear to your own hurt and change not. If you made a declaration you're going to be there, then, and, and here's, here's what I've found. If you will live this way, it, you know, if you haven't lived this way yesterday, it's the most painful transition you'll ever make in your life. Because we're so used to just being so casual with our words and our promises, and, our, and, and I don't even like to use the word promises because I don't promise. 
I just, my yes is yes and my no is no. I don't, I don't even think in the terms of, I don't make promises. Because a promise is like, well, yeah, I'm going to do it, but I'm really not going to do it unless I promise, and then I am going to do it. So we're thinking that, our, our generally speaking, unless we promise, we can lie all we want to. But if we promise, now it's, it's more important. But see, Jesus said, no, you don't want to live that way. I'll just If you say you're going to do it, then that's sufficient. And anything above that, then you're, you're going to get in trouble, right? Because now you're saying that my character is not sufficient, so I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to base my, my uh, telling the truth not on my character, but a, a, on Jerusalem or heaven or my white hair or my mother's grave or stick a needle in my eye. I'm going to use some external thing to, to uh, show the value of my words. Uh, but what, what we want to do is be people of our words. Amen. Uh, Paul said um, in 2 Corinthians 4.13, he said, we have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe and therefore I have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Uh, and so uh, you should speak the things that are coming out of your heart. And if, if the Lord wants you to do something, uh, then you just speak, yes, I will do that. Right. And, and, you know, for my kids, it was a good training opportunity because uh, I, if my kids ever asked to go somewhere or do something, or buy something, whatever, whatever it was, I would always make sure in my heart, is this something that I can do? Is this something that I want to do? Is this something that I can support? You know, before I said yes. So I wouldn't just say, yeah, 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 and then hope they forget, right? Uh, I would make sure in my own heart, is this something that I will do? And then if it was, and yes, and most of the time it was yes. In fact, you know, you can ask all my kids, how many times did we ever tell them no? On a rare occasion, sometimes they would ask for something that was unreasonable, like, hey, can we skip church and go see, go to a concert or something, you know? No, you can't do that. Uh, and I would teach them. I'd say, here's why. I said, no, you should never have asked that to begin with. That was an inappropriate request, right? Because the kids, right, they're going to make uh, do, ask to do things. Can we just lay out of church and watch the cartoons? No, you can't do that, right? Uh, but if they would ask for anything else, the answer was almost always yes for anything. Uh, and, and the only exception I can ever say to that was uh, my daughter asked for a horse. You know, can I have a horse? It's like, what we could do it? You know, we're city people, right? Now, you know, where are we going to put a horse? You know, I live, in, I live in a neighborhood. There's 105 houses in my neighborhood. You know, where are we going to put a horse, right? Now, look, if you're a horse person, I, I'm, you know, Jerry's a horse person. Now, Johnny used to be a horse person. Anybody else horse people? Yeah, fine, you know, have a, yeah. And, I, and now she's an adult. And look, uh, honey, more than any, I hope you get a horse. So I even help you buy a horse. But, I, you know, just I'm not a horse person, right? I just, where am I? I got to get up, feed the thing. And you know, the kids, right? They're, they're not going to get up at 530 every morning and feed the horse. And, Dad, can you feed the horse for me? I don't want to go feed the horse. You got to clean up the stalls. And it's, it's like big as a horse, right? And, and so and, and I, I couldn't see in my own heart how I could support having a horse. And so it was really, I mean, and, and they're still kind of mad at me about it, you know. Because <laughs> uh, it just... I just, I, I couldn't see how we could do it, right? Now, if they want to, hey, we want to go to Disney World, we went to Disney World, I mean, whatever, you know. I mean, the, the answer was, 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 you know, more than 99% of the time it was yes, right? And so, because I'm, I'm going to be a, a person of faith. Now, Jesus has had a lot to say. So I want to read this one verse here, and then we'll, uh, we'll see how much further we get past that. Because I really like it in, in Mark chapter uh, 7. This is a story that the... Um, the Syrophoenician woman here. Uh, and so, 
Uh, let's start here in verse 24. And I, uh, this story is also in, in Matthew 15. Usually I like the story in Matthew 15, but I like what uh, Mark says about it here a little bit better the way that he, he writes it down. And so it says in verse, this is Matthew, Mark chapter 7, verse 24. It says, From thence he rose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into a house and would have no man know it, but he, but he could not be hid. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. This, the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation. So she wasn't a, she wasn't a Jew. Uh, and, and there's a whole other discussion about that. We won't have time to get into today. And she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, let the children be first be filled. So he's talking about the children of God, right? Not about young people. Let the children of God be filled first. For it is not meat or not good or not valuable to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. So he, he is calling the healing of her daughter the children's bread. So it means it belongs to the nation of Israel, right? Now as Christians, healing belongs to us, right? It, it's a, he calls it the children's bread, right? It's and bread is just basic sustenance, right? It's not like the best food ever, right? It's, but it's, but it, it's uh, kind of the basics. Uh, and, and she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord. So she didn't, she didn't get offended that he called her a dog. She didn't get mad about it. Well, you know, my daughter's more important than anything else, you know. Uh, she didn't have an attitude about it. She agreed with him. Yes, Lord. Uh, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. She said, you call me a dog all you want to, but my daughter needs help. She didn't argue with him. She didn't get offended at him. In fact, she agreed with him. Yes, Lord, the, the dogs. You're going to call me a dog? Fine. But the dogs still eat the children's crumbs, right? And I just need a crumb. My daughter just needs a crumb of your power, and that'll be a sufficient for her. Uh, and so, what did he say in verse 21? He said in verse 29, uh, For this saying, go thy way. The devil has gone out of her daughter. For this saying. So if you want to be a person of faith, so you can say something, and Jesus will say, for this saying, because you said that, then, then I'm going to take care of you. Because you said, I am the healed of God. For this saying, you said that, so I'm going to take care of you. You said, the Lord delivers me. For this saying, because you said that I deliver you, I will deliver you. And this is the way the Lord wants us to live. That if we declare something, the Lord will respond, to, for this saying, because you said that, that's what I'm going to do. My child will not be sick. For this saying, I will heal your daughter. That's, isn't that what he said? See, that's the people God wants us to be, that our words are so valuable that if you said it, he will respond. Because you said this, I'm going to respond to you. So what are we saying? Yeah, I'll be there Tuesday. Never going to be there Tuesday. And the Lord's like, hey, I got not, I'm trying to find something in your life. I can, for this saying, because you said something of value, then I can, uh, how, how many times is the Lord frustrated that, our words are no, are no count. That he's, well, he's wanting to find us. This, she's not a Jew. She, she, didn't ra she wasn't raised in the covenant of Israel. But she knows the power of God. And the Lord said, for this saying, that, uh, go, your daughter, the devil has gone out of your daughter. And she went home to her house and found the devil gone out of her. And her daughter laid upon the bed. And so I just like the way Mark states it. For this saying. Now, what are you saying that the Lord can, can respond to that, that uh, I'm going to overcome. I'm going to have the victory. I'm not going to be sick. I'm the healed of God. And the Lord in heaven, for this saying, I'll do that. You know, people say, well, you can't make God do things. Jesus responded to her statement of faith. He was waiting. In fact, this whole, if you go, Mark's, uh, uh, Matthew's version of Matthew 15 brings a lot, lot more content about it. 
But the whole point of what Jesus was trying to get this woman to, to get to is get to a statement of faith, get to a point of faith that he had something to work with because she was trying to negotiate, well, my daughter, you know, she's precious and all this stuff. That's fine. That's not a statement of faith yet. Uh, I'm going to eat uh, the crumb of your power, Lord, from under the table, and that's going to get my daughter fine because I can hook up with that. Now, that's, that's where he wants us to get to. Uh, and, and so all this, pro- I promise I'll do this. And, you know, yeah, you, you, know, uh, uh, you know, I'll do that. I'll give you $100, you know, on my mother's grave, you know, uh, all that stuff, a waste of time. We need to get to where we are people of character that when we say something, so that when we say it, the Lord said, for this saying, yes, I'll do that for you. I will do that for you. This is where he's trying to get us to, right? And so th- this old time, you know, you swear by Jerusalem and heaven and your hair and your mama's grave and all these things, waste of effort, right? And, and people of faith, will, people of no faith will do all those shenanigans, right? People of faith, you said, I said, I'll do it. Uh, and, and like I said, my kids many times, promise dad, promise dad. Not many times, but, you know, once or twice, I said, look, I said I would do it. And that's as far as I'm going to go. And, and I would train them that way, that uh, if I said I'm going to do it, then that's what I'm, what I'm going to do. Amen. And has anything ever happened that you forgot? More than likely, yeah. Uh, but uh, what you'll find is if it's important to you, you won't forget. Amen. And I've had to adjust my own life in some of those things where, you know, I'm just, I'm just really, really careful about putting my word out there. I'm really careful about saying I'm going to do something, you know. Because somebody comes and says, hey, uh, uh, will you help me no matter what? No. You tell me what it is first, right? Uh, and, and, and then we'll see if there's a deal there. If, if I can make the deal, fine. If I can't make the deal, you know. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I, I buy property every now and then. And, and for me, when I say, uh, if I say I'm going to do it, then it's done deal, right? Uh, and, and um, you know, I don't need all the paperwork. We've got to do the paperwork legally. But, you know, um, Otherwise, you know, and if something comes up, you know, then we got to work with those things because things happen, right? And you live in the real world. But there's a few other verses, and, and, and uh, I think maybe we'll go through some of those uh, next week. But uh, what, I, what I would encourage you all to do is spend some time on, the, on those verses there in Matthew chapter 5 in the Sermon on the Mount about don't promise about those things, don't swear by anything, don't forswear yourself, right? In other words, don't, don't, uh, uh, don't lie when you're saying that you're going to do something and not do it. Uh, and go through those list of things and see how all those things are just external to our lives. Amen. And Jesus said, just get to where your character is sufficient. When you say that you're going to do it, then, then the earth would stop spinning before uh, that doesn't happen. And that's the person you want to become because that person is a person that when you say something, Jesus will respond and say, for this saying, that I'll take care of your daughter. For this saying, I'll take care of your life. Amen. Uh, and uh, otherwise... Uh, we're going to be people of weak faith and never have words that are strong enough to carry the great power of faith that God wants us to be able to carry, amen? Because it's his faith, right? But it's our words. And if your words are no count, your faith is no count, guaranteed. I mean, I'd put a million dollars on it any day of the week. If they're a person whose words are no count, they'll never walk by faith. But if you're a person of of great character, that's why a lot of people, a a lot of people that aren't even Christians, uh, when they, 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 all of a sudden, maybe they're even an adult, they get saved, and suddenly it seems like their faith always works. Because they, even as a non-Christian, you can have character, amen? And I know, I, in fact, I know a lot of non-Christians who've got greater character than Christians, aren't you? That's unfortunate, it shouldn't be that way, but, but it is true, amen? Why? Because they, they will do what they say they're going to do. And people like that, easy for them to become Christians and to become people of great faith, right? 
people that were kind of weaselly before they got to be Christians and still are weaselly after they got to be Christians, they'll, they'll always struggle with their faith. Uh, and so, uh, so Jesus, he's making a big change. You have heard that it has been said, but I say unto you, time for all of us to, to be people of great faith, amen? All of us can, can be. Uh, how, how much are you willing to swear to your own hurt and change not, right? That's the key. Uh, if it's the most, the hardest thing for you in the world, uh, if you double booked, you know, now, you, now you've got to figure out how to get around that, you know, uh, then, um, uh, then that's the person you want to be, right? Where your word is, is greater than even your name, right? I've come from a great name. I, I come from great words, amen? And so let's pray and thank the Lord for, for his word today. So Father, we thank you for your word. And Father, we thank you that you said you put, placed your word even above your name. And so, Father, there, there's nothing, uh, the whole, you said heaven and earth will pass away before one jot or one tittle of your word passes away, Father. All of creation can be swept aside before you, before you go back on one word. You said in your word, Father, that you're not a man that you should lie. Uh, and so, Father, we thank you that you have never lied and you have never changed, Father. And your word is just as so today. It's not how we believe it. It's just what is said, Father. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that we can be people of great faith, Father, if we become people of great words. And we give you all the praise for these things, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise God. You know, the nice thing about this is, well, well you know, what if I haven't been a person of great, uh, great character before today? Well, you can start today, right? I mean, can't, can you change yesterday? Can't change yesterday, but you can start today, right? And... and um, uh, it, it's a great place to be, amen, where your word is, uh, is uh, of great value, amen? Uh, and so, well, let's get ready to receive this evening, or this, this morning's tithes and offerings, and then um, uh, we'll um, pray for our food, and then uh, we'll eat, right? Is that okay if we eat? I'm looking forward to it. I've been smelling it all morning, you know? Um, and so... I have seen a few of you kind of drift towards the kitchen there, so I don't, you know, I don't know about that. But uh, uh, we'll come ahead, Mr. Jaren, to receive the offering. We appreciate y'all's faithfulness and giving. It's getting close to the end of the year, right? Uh, and so, um, uh, and just as a reminder, we'll remind you uh, on occasion too, if you'd like to give towards the, uh, the jail uh, project there and putting those uh, bags of goodies together for them, uh, then you can mark that on your offering envelope. We'll make sure that goes towards the purchase of the, those things there. Uh, and, um, and if you'd like to donate some of those things, if you have time to buy some of those uh, toiletries or, um, or uh, non-perishable items, then uh, that would help us too. Sometimes just the work to do it is, is, is a, as much uh, help as uh, paying for it to be done. Amen. Uh, and then we'll let you know when we schedule all that. So Chris has been talking to this couple of people at the jail that's responsible for that type of thing. So... Uh, and we need to find out if they have like a jail ministry, like uh, preaching. I used to do that years ago. And um, I did that when it was over here, but it really wasn't conducive to any kind of ministry. So I'm hoping that they've got a better facility over there now to do that. So we'll, we'll find out some more. Um, and so, all right, praise God. Um, we good? Um, I was gonna, uh, and I meant to ask uh, uh, Mr. Bob, would you uh, bless the food before we eat it today?
Amen. All right, well, let's get the table set up and we'll eat.